Hey guys, just finished a new episode with Akash where he talks about his journey from being a geophysicist to an entrepreneur. It's a fun episode, I think you'll like it. Um, we're Hushal, we're a creator economy platform for young professionals to create content for Gen Z. Check us out at www.hushal.in. I think... Uh... Third clank, yeah? Yeah, I was going to like, so yeah, I, intend, I intended to go for this for 10 times, yeah, yeah, to tell you gave us an interesting fact, but good job. Yeah. All three were very good. So you planned to study geophysics. <laughs> no, the third point has given it away. I don't do anything hard. <laughs> but before I do that, since uh, we have a podcast now, can I do my RJ uh, welcome if that's okay with you? Do it, do it. Hi, hello, welcome, Sasriya Kal. What's up? Well, good to finally be back. Yeah. And uh, we have an exciting guest with us today, Akash. But before I do that, since uh, we have a podcast now, can I do my RJ uh, welcome if that's okay with you? Do it, do it. Hi, hello, welcome, Sasriya Kal. Namaskar to our second episode of, what's the name switch, of our podcast? Switch, switch. And what is our tagline? Uh, crazy career moves. One of the things that we've done over the last 10 years is try to understand what motivates people to do what they do yeah and how did they reach where they reached and all the crazy journeys that they took in the sort of that process yeah and today we have uh, with us akash do you want to introduce akash or we do just grill uh, him right away yeah we can grill him why don't we gri okay akash i was about to say thanks for having me here but uh, you guys are gonna grill me <laughs> um yeah, maybe the maybe a quick intro to Akash. Akash, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us the career journey in about a minute. Just give us a summary of everything you've done. Yeah, so basically I graduated from uh, IIT Kharagpur uh, last year only, that is 2021. After that, I worked uh, for some time in uh, at Rakuten Mobile, uh, which is a telecommunications company. Uh, it's a Japanese company and... Uh, I worked there for six months, software engineer, uh, like, okay, this, it, the, the coding part excites me, but uh, the working didn't really quite, I mean, it wasn't exciting, you know, especially working from home and uh, I was supposed to join the company in Tokyo, but then this opportunity came at Entrepreneur First and I pursued entrepreneurship and currently I'm working in building Hushel with Aditya, so yeah. Yeah, um, we got to grill him about the double masters in <laughs> I, I, geophysics. I, I, I specifically avoided that. Because <laughs> yeah, he didn't talk about yeah. what yeah, he did as masters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. uh, so I, I basically graduated as a, I mean, double major in um, geophysics, exploration geophysics, and petroleum engineering. Wow. Uh, so it was a six-year course, uh, MSc in geophysics and MTech in petroleum engineering. Ultimately, I ended up doing software engineering, but <laughs> getting a job as a software engineer. So, yeah. Do you actually know the difference between uh, geophysics, geology and uh, geography? No, but I can take a stab at it. Ge okay. <laughs> geography is what you learn in okay, school. Akash, you tell us whether, <laughs> okay, okay, like, tell us okay, whether we're right. Okay, the hint is geo has to do something with the earth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We we, got we know that. like that. Yeah, like it's the on. other part of it that we have like no idea yeah, about. So go for it. Go for it. So yeah. I think um, I'm probably gonna get this like wrong. I think um, geophysics has to do with stuff 
I think under the earth, largely, and then maybe geology has stuff to do with like topography and everything that's like above the surface of the earth. Okay. Um, geography is just a subject you study in school that has like anything to do with, you know, uh, part of social yeah, science and forty marks for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, so you are pretty much right. I think we had a discussion. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, geophysics is the essentially the study beneath the earth. What goes beneath the earth? So the radius is like six thousand four hundred kilometers. And is it the stuff like that core crust mantle? Yeah, exactly. You all of us have so done that in like in standard level standard. So huh? very interesting thing that you know the inner core, outer core mantle. It's just the theory. Right. No one knows it because the deepest humans have went uh, like gone inside. It's like. Twenty kilometers. That's right. It. After that, there's nothing so hard that can drill inside the earth. So it's pretty much the same. Like the human human beings don't know much about themselves as much as they know about the other things. Wow. And I think that holds true for Earth as well. So we know like what exists outside the solar system and the galaxies and everything, but we don't know like what's twenty mm. kilometers beneath the earth. Mm. So yeah. Okay, I went some spiritual and philosophical there, but yeah. Um, th- and and it, that it, is geophysics. Geology is everything that is that has to do with the rocks on the surface. So once the magma is like outside the earth, uh, everything over the earth is like geology domain. And geography is just like the study of um, like it also includes political uh, like political science, like how the countries are divided and all. Apart from the physical like topography and topology and all that stuff so just to clarify you studied geo geophysics geophysics for 5 yeah. years yeah. for 6 yeah for no for 5 years five and then years you did petrochemical 6 years yeah okay wow so yeah. actually tell me three interesting things about uh, geophysics geophysics and you know what i'll be let me i don't i don't want to spill the coffee if if it's interesting i'll tap the mug Okay. Go ahead. Okay. First, uh, so your study of earthquakes is totally related to geophysics. That is seismology, and seismology is uh, like it comes. It's a subject under geophysics. So you can predict, you know, the earthquakes or the tsunamis and all that stuff by studying geophysics. geophysics. Yeah. Should yeah. I you got a clank. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. Interesting. Okay. That was interesting. Yeah. Number two. Also, geophysics gives you petroleum. Without geophysics, you won't have, you know, petroleum. Essentially, I mean, of course, you can go to Saudi Arabia and you can just, you know, you're going with your camel and everything, <laughs> like pool of oil, and that's fine. But if you if you got a dig inside deep waters, you need, need. to have some uh, knowledge of uh, geophysics. geophysics. Yeah. Otherwise. Okay. The, right think, now, right now we have petrol at hundred rupees. Probably then it would have been. Yeah, given the significance of petrol, I think I'm gonna clank. Okay, and then final one. And the final one is, um, yeah, it's a tough subject. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it tough? Tell us like one thing that's like super tough about so it. So geophysics is like you know you have this physics. Of course, the physics has been attached to it, so it is theoretical physics essentially. and on top of it there is like complex mathematics uh, like calculus level 2 or something like that and then you are applying this entire mathematics and everything not to a small product or something this is like entire earth and it's massive 
and to apply mathematics and physics there it's like like everything in geophysics is a theory nothing has been proven it's just theoretical physics overall so it is hard it is tough and it is a very new subject i mean geophysics has evolved in the 20th century itself so no one really studied geophysics before you know uh, in like 19th century 18th century no one right okay i think uh, third clank yeah yeah i was going to like so yeah, i intend i intended to go for this for 10 times yeah, yeah to tell you gave us an interesting fact but good job yeah. all three were very good we planned to study geophysics <laughs> <laughs> no the third point has given it away i don't know anything hard <laughs> yeah um yeah what else do we want to ask akash man like it's quite um, i think you know akash you also have this and i i say this because i know you yeah which is that um you also went to vit for a while yeah so and then dropped a year and then prepared for iit like how stressful was that and um when you look back at it like tell us more about just that that journey of like going to vit thinking through things and then sort of taking a drop year and then going to like iit je yeah. like what was that like so let me go like a step back from vit um so back in 12 um i actually wasn't I, like i never wanted to pursue engineering so in 12th i gave this so i come from an army background so my dad was in army and i shifted like 10 schools um been living in like various cities across north india mostly uh jammu shimla chandigarh and all these places made bunch of friends everywhere um so yeah i was always like into this that i you know i want to go to army because when you are growing up in army cantonments mm. and growing around soldiers and everything that sort of rubs on to you and uh, yeah so in 12th i gave this exam for nda but without preparation so now the competition is really tough there as well you know they are like 2 lakh students basically giving that exam and 20 30000 people come for those ssb interviews survey selection board um and only 300 get selected so it's a much tougher competition wow, than wow that's IIT. crazy man i didn't did you know that did you know those were the numbers yeah so i gave uh, like i went to ssb alabad i gave the interview but i wasn't i wasn't really prepared and vetted enough so eventually i didn't get selected uh post that you know again i took that engineering route because i was studying non med and i was like fairly good in studies so yeah i mean of course you cracked vit <laughs> and iit yeah, we figured that part out yeah i got into vit uh 3 months into the college i realized that you know me like i could have scored like i was i, I just needed to score like 5 marks more to get into an iit that's how close, close i was in during my first, in my first attempt and 5 marks means just answering two more questions right out of those 120 questions uh, so i realized that you know i perhaps i should drop uh, drop out of vit and try again i tried again got like cleared my je advanced uh, got into iit kharagpur with geophysics and yeah so it was a five year course initially Uh, in the at the end of the first year we were given this option of converting into a six year one by adding an additional mtech in petroleum engineering and this was 2015 when the oil prices were right like really high 
petroleum and everything just had to pass my subjects and all but i didn't just pass i actually was department rank 2 uh, in my college out of like 30 people uh, yeah the batch so yeah that was it actually like like this subject right. geophysics right the, no so yeah. so when you say coding i think yeah. a lot of people you know essentially especially for generalists like us they've they've talked about coding being the one skill that can really like you know it's important mm. um, for everybody to have in a, it's almost a 21st century skill now mm. some of people some people have actually like learned it and really put in the work how easy or how difficult was it for you to one pick it up yeah. and to actually reach a level of uh, expertise yeah. that at the end of your this double masters a, a a hardcore sort of software services company like you know like rakuten could potentially come and pick you up yeah. uh, for a job so how do you get to that level without really any formal training of any kind i think the first barrier to learning coding is like the introduction part you know when you sort of get introduced to coding it's it seems very complex because these are there are these numbers and words that you haven't seen before and you are using them in a weird fashion like why this bracket why this that why this semicolon and everything luckily i got introduced to it while i was in school and i had a really brilliant teacher like uh, dilip chanani so i was studying in ahmedabad back then and he was like a really amazing teacher the way he guided us and he took us like step by step and everything and because it's in school you got to study it because you won't hmm yeah like you have to score well in that what was good about him like tell us why he was a great teacher was it subject matter expertise was he just a nice guy cuz i actually also studied computer science in my 11th standard and in 6 months i gave up yeah. and 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 went to biology so i'm i'm extra curious actually yeah so like basically he was very uh, what do i say he was <laughs> the, uh, the there, there was this thing that i liked about his personality that you go up to him and you know if you are not getting something so one thing that so while the teacher is teaching like everyone has doubts right but few people ask uh, other people don't ask because the teacher might get irritated and they do get irritated um, but this particular person like no matter how many times you go to him his voice would always be so sweet and like his personality his demeanor mm-hmm. was that you know he was like 
okay i will explain you again and he said slowly like he also said very slowly like in this phase only so basically the compiler compiles the code <laughs> in this fashion and you know like when he's speaking hmm. so slowly it it's it's actually registering in your head and everything and he also had a very uh, you know this kind of approach so most of the computer teachers what they used to do is like it's a theory theory period you just sit down in the class and i'll just write on yeah. the board or stuff he used to take us to lab whenever possible so you know because he knew you know this is a practical subject and you need to have this practical sort of approach to it so even when we study physics or chemistry you know we just have this physics lab chemistry lab once in a week for one hour but if you have sort of this practical approach to this subject even physics and chemistry i think people would register way more than what they register while sitting in class so yeah that was the approach that he took anyway so 2018 i had this uh, internship uh, at uh, got this internship offer at sydney mm-hmm. uh, which was a, which which has an interesting story to it uh, we can talk about it later yeah um, so yeah here i rela- here i met amazing people uh, so i was my my uh, project was on machine learning okay and um, and who was it with tell us more about the internship yeah, so the- so it was with a with a professor who was working on a software called g plates is basically to imagine so earth is divided into these tectonic plates hmm. yeah and to imagine this uh, like to actually stimulate these movement of these tectonic plates over millions of years there's this software called gplates and people can you know then predict uh, occurrence of various minerals or petroleum or even earthquakes so that was the software he was working on and basically i had a project related to that software um so there i met uh, again like amazing people who were working on uh, like these web apps creating like these interactive web apps what we call 2.5 web 2.5 and uh, there i realized that there is a huge market opportunity here and i was also studying these subjects uh, related to entrepreneurship back in college as my in, in my electives and that's when i realized maybe this like i'm good in coding maybe i should deviate my energy from machine learning to you know maybe creating something more tangible virtually more tangible and uh, that's when i picked up web development uh, as a full time i mean ambition How did you study web development? Because you're doing geophysics. Did you learn like on Coursera, Udemy? Yeah. What was the What was it like? So, COVID has been a boon for me. <laughs> I mean, shouldn't say it like that, but you yeah. got the time to. Yeah, I got the time. I got the time to you know re- because there were no classes. Even the virtual classes were like you know just open Zoom, uh, just join the class and just sit there and meanwhile you can do yeah. your own stuff. Mm-hmm. um so that was the time when i en- enrolled in bunch of these code along courses and everything on coursera and udemy and i've you know i just you know there's this so have you read the book ikigai so ikigai speaks about this flow state yeah so when you are drawing or when you are creating musicians get this a when lot. you get into the zone when you are when you are just in this zone and everything is just blurred so with coding that sort of thing ha- started to happen happened with me like when i was coding and creating something and designing something i was just in the zone i'm starting at like 11 pm at night and i'm ending at like 5 am 6 am in the morning 
going to the closest sutta uh, shop and <laughs> ending my night but yeah that was it like getting into the zone and if you figure out it quickly like what gets you in the zone just stick to it hmm. just stick to it ha huh. that's pretty good what what gets you in the zone do you have something that gets you in the zone maybe writing sometimes yeah sometimes like yeah. non fiction or fiction non fiction cuz um, you've done a little bit of fiction writing as well yeah well i think sometimes i think writing would would be one of those things for me um when you really feel like you're actually making a compelling argument yeah. i think it's the same is coding right there's always a logical flow that needs to keep going and you keep need to keep ensuring that you're not all the steps are being followed in the right way what about you what gets me in the flow hmm I probably pick writing as well. Like I've quite enjoyed writing. Um more on sort of I think the fiction side. Like that zone was just something and you know, you know yeah, I did seen, this for a I've few years. It, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Um uh, which was great. And I think we've both done something in uh, I mean and it's amazing how much we've deviated. It's interesting, right? Like we talk about like writing getting us in the flow and yeah. Akash is like when you find your flow like don't give it up. Yeah. The both of us have clearly sort of given it up and like done other things so maybe that's <laughs> something to think about. We'll find a flow in the podcast business don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, maybe maybe you're facing that writer's block. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think one question I definitely want to ask Akash is um you went to Russia man. Did you know you went to Russia? Like you went to Russia what, in the middle of like What happens in Russia stays in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um like so uh, yeah so i was uh, was this a petroleum sort of no, project no 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 so this happened first year there's a organization called isec it's a global organization right they yeah they basically provide for these volunteering uh, volunteering and, and all opportunities so i got this volunteering opportunity in my first year uh, basically to go to russia again you had to pay some amount and everything to like stay there and everything but uh, yeah the means were free and sort of at some places the accommodations were free so it was not like as pricey right. as one would expect it to be did you have to convince your parents yeah so this thing happened when i was in when i was in my gap year so my parents my sister they went to china for a family trip so it was like sponsored by my dad's office and everything and they asked me like you could also come along i was like no like do i have to clear the j like So he, you, he probably used this as leverage just that yes. when you went to china yes. is that where the story is going yes. okay exactly <laughs> so i just said that you know you guys went to china that i should also go to a communist country <laughs> <laughs> oh okay i didn't i didn't connect that okay so yeah basically that's when i went to russia and uh, yeah i stayed uh, in st petersburg like for two months and st petersburg is this amazing place like you know the sun never really sets there like uh, you know 11 mm. it's 11 pm it the would sun still be. sets there and it's 2 am now and the sun just like rotates like and comes up from here so it's probably the that's insane man the latitude and everything but yeah that was a great experience like amazing people and russians are like is that geophysics or geology <laughs> 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 how the sun sets but anyway yes. sorry continue Yeah, it is astronomical. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess I'm very yeah, far away. Yeah. There's a lot for me to learn. You gotta, you gotta go back to writing. Go on. Yeah. So yeah, again, so my work like 
uh, I was volunteering for in a summer camp. So basically, this summer camp had these uh, kids between the ages of fourteen to eighteen, and um, they have this concept of you know in these summer camps they live like they have this Spartan life. You know, they are living in the in these tents and they are going in this common washroom which is sort of dug uh, every day and you know the fresh uh, sort of commode sort of things made and all these kids are having <coughs> water from a stream and uh, you know i mean very uh, like very raw experience like these kids i mean the way we look at you know the indian kids the indian kids are sort of living in this luxurious yes. sort of tropical country where the food is available in plenty but for russians it has always been hard Hard. and you know it has uh, trickled down to their culture like you know even parents feel that they need to teach their kids the hardships right and these summer camps are sort of uh, a way to learning experience learning by doing yeah and yeah i mean it was really fun i got to learn a lot from that country and the the culture we perceive, the way people usually perceive that Russians are very cold and, you know, they are emotionless. I mean, it's not true. They have a very right. rich culture and really amazing and helpful. Right. What a time to plug for Russians <laughs> in uh, May 2022. Uh, it's quite timely. Um, or not. Um, yeah, cool. What questions do you have? We should go to a rapid fire. Should we go to our rapid fire? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe one question before the rapid fire, which is, um, you've done like a bunch of different things, right? Like you've you've spoken about coding. Um, I know you moved away from geophysics, but clearly you speak about it like very passionately. Yeah. Um, I think, um, and I work with you, so I I know that, like you love entrepreneurship, not just the idea of entrepreneurship, but like everything that sort of comes with it. Um, what does the future look like? What how do you, what do you think when you think of the next ten years? I think that 10 years for me, uh, probably I would be working, uh, like, continue working on the venture I'm currently working on, like, Hushel. That's the right answer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if it if things don't work out, probably I will work on a different idea, but I'll probably do back, go back to the software engineering, soft, as software engineer, and, uh, yeah, again, like, work until the next big idea strikes or the next big opportunity comes my way. Uh, I also think sometimes that maybe I should go for a PhD because, you know. Yeah. Uh, but going back to that theoretical subject is really hard now. Yeah. But the life sort of appeals to me, life of a mm. researcher. Like it's very, I mean. Focused. Focused and slow in a good sense. Like, you know, you have time for yourself. You have time for really thoughts. Really deep and, dive into your yeah. subjects. So... I also like, I think I romanticize that life, but I sort of love this fast paced and uh, creating something, always in the creating or build mode. This sort of life appeals to me more now. You know, and that's interesting because you've considered the PhD for a while. Yeah. You've also considered entrepreneurship for a while. Yeah. Uh, where's your head at, man? No, I think both of them are very challenging. and Both of them require a lot of uh, commitment and a lot of clarity. Uh, more than anything else uh, I might have put the PhD uh, uh, dreams to bed at some point uh, I, but, but that was more less to do with research and more to do with just being in front of a classroom and being in an academic environment 
but entrepreneurship, yes, definitely at some point. And uh, well, best of luck with Hushal and I hope you uh, are able to make a lot more out of, out of it uh, in the next sort of 10 to 15 years. Yeah, cool. Should we do the rapid fire? Yeah. Yep. So here's a, here's a, this is a fun question, okay? If you had 10 million, or if I had to give you 10 million, and we actually took away your IIT tag and all the geophysics and geoengineering and geography, everything, really, um, would you do it? Is it 10 million? 10 million USD, 10 million USD, 10 million USD. Uh, when, I, when I was 17 or 18. Uh, yes. Actually, no, now, now. We'll you, give it to you now. We'll give it to you now, but, but we take we'll away take away your degree. Tag. That's an interesting one. Like, if I secure funding with my tag, then I would probably want to have my tag. But... You can't, you've got to answer now. <laughs> As of right now, yeah, you get 10 million it. in hard cash, but we take away all I'll of... I'll keep the tag. You'll keep the IIT tag? Yeah. And why is that? Um, I mean, uh, I shouldn't be doing away with my uh, alma mater just because of some amount. Right. So that could also be, I mean, isn't isn't Sundar Pichai from IIT Kharagpur yeah. too? Uh, so he can probably make it in like six That's months. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Your, your question next. Mine is, um, you're either the founder of an exciting startup uh, where you get to code and uh, but your product isn't like it hasn't found product market fit yet and you're like struggling you don't know where your customers are whether they like it or not or you're the founder of a truly boring business your customers love you but the business is super boring and you don't get to code you have to like there's some tech and there's a lot of other things that you have to do which one would you pick but you found product market fit like your customers love it yeah, if my customers love it, if customers are happy, I would try to make that business interesting. So, currently it's boring, but probably, yeah, I will go with the boring one. And why? Uh, I think there are always ways to make a business more interesting. And I think I will work my way around that. Okay. And I don't want to code my entire life, although it gets me into the flow and everything. But, I mean, I got to go got to get like above it right yeah a cricketer can't always be a cricketer like he would also retire someday <laughs> yeah but you can actually if you like coding that much like code your entire life right, right? i mean i would imagine that a kohli or a tendulkar would yeah, play if they're probably i would want to have like more diverse more, more like you want to have more yeah, yeah. So more a more holistic more, yeah. so probably like yeah i love coding but i would want to manage a company or like get into other roles as well right Okay, so segue to the next question. If you could pick any job, any sector, and any geography, right? Any job, any sector, any industry, yeah. any geography, yeah. to commit the next 10 years of your life, what would you do and why? Bartender at Hawaii. Bartender at <laughs> Hawaii. At Hawaii. Wow. wow. Or like something like that, some Caribbean island. Okay. And why? Why? I just want to chill. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's like, a great, man. That's a good answer, yeah. yeah. I'll probably sit down with my laptop there and code something for the bar. 
that explains cool. the boring part where where he wants to like uh, make something interesting yeah yours um what advice would you give uh, 20 year old akash well the thing i have struggled with the most is like not believing in my own timeline like uh, i always used to look at others like because i had taken a drop i had a 6 year course so most of my friends had graduated back in 2018 and while it was for me it was like 2021 like very recent so i used to think this way like you know everyone is going ahead and you know i'm sort of like I'm left behind left behind i don't have to work hard very hard to get where they are and everything now i look back and i think all of that was stupid <laughs> and i shouldn't have really fallen for that thing where i you know question myself uh, became like really underconfident and everything it's more about believing your own timeline your own pace and you would do good right you don't really have to give in to that competitive yeah zone and 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 we see this pressure right like of all the kinds of people who reach out to us i think while you obviously give them the advice i think the the i think it's it, it's important for everybody to actually end the conversation by saying hey we are all on our own journey don't yeah. really take what one person has done or what the other person has done and, and put a necessary pressure and the truth is they will still do it yeah but i think it's important for people um as you grow older to keep acknowledging that whenever someone reaches out to you um but good good yeah that you've re- you've 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 reached it pretty i mean you've realized this fairly early so that's great um uh, thank you akash has been great having you and uh yeah uh, excited to see all the good things that you will do maybe we could uh, plug uh, what's the work that you're going to do but if you could in two sentences tell me why you think hushal yeah. is the next big idea well no other platform like no other platform anywhere in the world focuses on like helping the kids you know explore engage and experiment with a deal of like with a huge amount of options and career options and you know figure out what's best for them and that's what we are doing at hushal helping students make better career decisions not students but young adults in general as well as you know even the older folks who want to maybe switch to something else like they are bored of the current job and wants to do some want want to do something exciting they can also come on the platform and explore engage and like experiment with different professionals okay explore engage and experiment i think that seems to be the yeah three key words thank you akash thank you aditya and uh, ciao see you, see you tomorrow soon. at office yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's true